0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is overtime open line interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by world of spas. And now the heartland Ford overtime open line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
1: Left on the Chicago penalty. Mike Smith fires a dart to Nugent Hopkins. In over the line left wing. Feeds down low. Backhander drives subtle. Save made. Rebound score. Another power play goal. This one for Ryan. Nugent Hopkins, his 15th, and the Oilers back into the lead,
2: 4-3. Without Connor McDavid, the Edmonton Oilers get it done against the Chicago Blackhawks. A 5-3 victory tonight at Rogers Place. That was your game winner in the second period. Nugent Hopkins on the power play. Another huge game For Leon Dreisaitl, he gets a goal and three assists. Nuge with one and one, and Kyler Yamamoto continues to be productive. He has two goals tonight. Riley Sheehan also scores, and Mike Smith, huge in net with 38 saves, including 18 in the third period to get the Oilers the victory. They improved to 30, 20, and 6 on the season, and a little more breathing room over the Chicago Blackhawks, and they're right in the thick of it still in that tight race in the Pacific Division. It's 10 o'clock. Thanks a lot for joining us. We're live at Studio 99 Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We'll be bringing you post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. McDavid, according to the Oilers, will be out two to three weeks with a quad injury. Also today, Yokim Nygaard signed to a one-year contract extension, so he'll stick around for next year as well. Well, Rob, this game was 4-3 when it was 25 minutes old. I thought it might end 9-7, but the only goal after that point was Leon's with 2.9 seconds left in the third. What were the Oilers able to do in your mind in those last 25 minutes to, no, they didn't score themselves, but to keep the Hawks off the board too?
3: Well, I I think both goaltenders got better as the game went on. I, I thought Robin Lerner struggled early in the game. Uh, he wasn't tested a whole lot late, but he did make the big breakaway save on Cassian and then for, for the Oilers when they did have a, a weak moment or when they made a mistake um, Mike Smith made big saves uh, He he makes them interesting. He makes them entertaining, but he, he's been making them so uh, It was not a, a perfect game, but it was a game where the Oilers did enough to win they, their big line came through. Their specialty teams was excellent, and they got good goaltending. So uh, this is a confidence boost going forward. And uh, the last two games on home ice against teams that are chasing them in the standings were big big wins for the Oilers. It just pushes a couple teams just a little bit further behind. So uh, to me, this was a game that they needed great goaltending. They got it, and they needed their top line to dominate, which they did as well.
2: We'll make Mike Smith the fourth star of the game for West Point of Windermere, a private estate lot-only community just off Terwilliger Drive. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. Three stars picked in the building tonight. Yamamoto, the first star. Drysettle the second star. Nugent Hopkins, the third star. They're a line, in case you didn't already know. And as Rob said, they continue to be productive. And and Yamamoto, he's, he's up to seven goals now on the season. He's played 15 games. He has 14 points. Seven goals, seven assists.
3: And at, what is he, plus 12, 13, 14? What he was, was he?
2: plus 12 coming into the game tonight, and he goes even this evening. So, so he's plus so, 12. So he's plus 12. And, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins, and, and Dreisaitl, he's a candidate for a pretty prestigious trophy in my mind. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think we've got to give the young guy some credit here because, quite frankly, if Yamamoto came up and was getting half a point per game, I'd say that's a positive. Uh, He's almost at a point a game. And he, and he scores two goals tonight, basically, you know, digging around the net.
3: And, and where where is he in the last minute of the game? He's on the ice. Is, is Dave Tippett has trust in the young kid being out there in a one-goal game against the Taves and the Canes of the world? Uh, his tenacity that he, that he brings each and every shift, it, 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 we rarely see him have a shift where it's an off shift let alone an off period or an off an off game uh he creates he 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 reads the play well he keeps plays alive Uh, the goal that he scored on the power play tonight it it was all because 30 seconds earlier he took Duncan Keith off the puck and kept the puck in with a big collision in the corner so he does all the little things right and I I, I think that when he was brought up the last couple times in the last couple years he wasn't ready yet the expectations were high, they were a bad team that uh, was desperate for some young player to step in. But he wasn't ready, and he wasn't ready because there were the expectations of what he was supposed to do offensively, but also doing all the things defensively uh, that allows him to get that extra ice and allows him to be out in the last minute of periods. He went down to the minors, he refined his game, he became uh, a player that, uh, not seeing any of the games that I'm guessing played 20, 22 minutes a night in all situations. So when he comes up here now, the biggest thing about Yamamoto up until tonight, he hasn't seen power play time. He was like on the second unit, which gets an average of four seconds a night. So I don't even think. (laughs) Well, a lot of nights, yeah, they get none. Yet he's continued to produce, and and I think that's what's so key about him is 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 he's he's not getting the easy points. He's not, you know he's getting an empty net goal or he's getting just a tap-in backdoor on the power play when the other team's tired. He's he's earning the points that he's getting. He's earning the goal that that he's getting. And a fear for Yamamoto coming in was his size. He's a a very small man, very slight. Yet, all of the goals that he scores are in and around the blue paint. He's not beating you with a a one-timer from 30 feet out. He's not uh, beating you with you know, dangling someone in the middle of the ice and then firing one on net from out high. All his goals are in the blue paint, and that means he plays without fear, and that is huge.
2: 5-3, the Oilers win it tonight. They're just showing the highlights of the game here on the, uh, on the big screen, including Yamamoto's goals on that second one, his second goal. I mean, clearly, Leonard's not going to be happy with that one. He thought he had it, and it's lying there for Yamamoto to, to jam in. And, and then Leon Dreisaitl, four points tonight. He gets the empty netter right at the end. He had three assists coming into that. Dreisaitl's up to 89 points on the season in 56 games. He is, and especially if it keeps going for him like it has with McDavid out of the lineup, Leon Dreisaitl is a candidate for
3: the Hart Trophy. Uh, Not only is he a candidate, I think he's the leading candidate. I I, I mean... Yeah, McKinnon is having a great year, and I love Nathan McKinnon. He's in the top three, four players in the world. But Nathan McKinnon, he benefits by playing with Rantan and and Landeskog. uh, And he's on a better hockey club. Uh, Pasternick's playing with Bergeron Marchand, which is one of the best lines in in hockey over the last five, six, seven years. And it's the Boston Bruins, which is uh, a Stanley Cup contending team. Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid have had to carry this team Night after night, over the over the course of the first fifty-some games, and now Leon's doing it by himself. Uh, uh, he's he's winning. He it's not as though when Connor left, all of a sudden, okay, Leon has a chance to win the scoring title. Leon was winning the scoring title before Connor got hurt in, in the last game, and, and then what you saw tonight, Connor McDavid beats you with his speed. There's no one in the National Hockey League that can touch him when it comes to speed and what he can do at full speed. Leon will beat you with his brains and his passing, and there. The best pass of the entire night didn't even uh, score or get, a, get him an assist. It was a backhand pass through four people to hit Yamamoto going, driving the back post. His on-ice vision is second to none. And I know that we've had callers in the past where there, if Leon has a bad day, because he has the pucks so off on his stick, he tries to create plays. And sometimes you're just a little off. And it's just, uh, you know, it's almost like the universe, what happened in the universe? Say, Why is my passes not working? But then you see games like we've seen the last couple when, okay, if we would have told Leon, okay, you got to dump the puck in at the blue line, or okay, don't try to create these plays, then you're going to miss out what we saw tonight because Leon makes plays that no one else sees. He's got the vision that, a, that a Gretzky had. He can see plays before they happen, and it, it's just fun to watch, and the Oilers need that right now, obviously, in a playoff race with Connor out of the lineup, but tonight he and his line mates carried the mail, and it was fun to watch.
2: the Oilers win it. That means you can go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. That is the Japanese Village goal light. It is activated whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. So the Oilers, 30-20-6 and six on the season. We'll update the scoreboard and the standings in a few minutes. But right now, let's go down to the Hall of Fame room for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Here's head coach Dave Tippett.
1: First of all, could you uh, reference how you thought your team handled the day with uh, 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 McDavid situation? And, and the second part of this is after a lot of times uh, a team going down the stretch, mind you, that's before after the trade deadline, will kind of ha- operate with the attitude that... Uh, You know, just put that game behind you and go on to the next one. But were there enough flaws and things wrong that you saw in that game that you just can't do that?
4: No, every game you... First of all, I thought we competed hard. I I had a feeling I thought our team would come out and play hard tonight. Um, You know, missing Connor is a big piece out of our lineup, but I thought guys would really step up and compete hard and we did like even we got on our heels a little bit didn't make enough plays in the third but Schmidty was really good and and we competed no matter what like we competed hard we made a few mistakes but I like the way we competed and the players have the mindset you know you we've got ourselves in a good race here and every team's is going through some adversity some with injuries and we're no different than that it doesn't mean we can't compete hard and try to find ways to win and that's what it's going to be for us from now on. Like every game is going to be a different game. I just told the players that we found a way to win this game. Let's go into Tampa. We've got to find a way to win that game. Right? And it might be our power play is good. We might need our penalty kill. It might be great goaltending. We might need to muck it up and just make it ugly and win. But somehow we got to find a way to keep getting points. So that's the attitude of our team right now.
5: Um, maybe a situation without Connor. I think you said where you maybe learn some things about your team and your group and mm-hmm. pay attention. With Yamamoto, I um, mean the opportunities there. He steps in on a night where you need someone to step in and, and scores a couple of goals. Just, just your thoughts on his ability uh,
4: versus uh, experience level. Yeah, he's he's a good player. Like he drags people into the fight. The thing about him, I, I and I've said it before, but he keeps plays alive. And even you know as his second goal tonight I mean that puck is kind of there a lot of guys they see that and they skate by it he keeps the thing alive and it scores so he's on pucks he's I mean he's he's relentless and uh, it's great to see guys like that their work gets rewarded and he was the guy you know on the power play we talked about different scenarios we look at and he chases pucks down, he finds opportunities, and it's great to see him get rewarded with goals. I mean, his goals he's scoring, it's not from far out. He's around the cage, and thats uh, he's relentless to get there. So good for him, playing really well. Dave, the Shea line gets you a big goal early on, but you just look at their minutes and who you're going to play them against kind of moving forward now kind of like i guess a quasi second line for you uh, what did you like about them tonight and and the added responsibility you're gonna to have to put on them on the road trip they set the attitude with the work ethic right like they just set they set the tone of our team with work ethic and just commitment to doing everything hard and you know we wanted to throw pucks at the net and get people going to that the net first minute they go out there and get that done get us a goal you know so that's uh they're good veteran players they're uh guys that can lead and guys that understand how we're going to have to play for us to keep being successful so they're going to be a they're going to be a a real valuable line for us moving the next little while here.
2: Uh, Dave there was a lot of talk this morning about
5: the the need to play or or probably the, the priority to play really well defensively
1: without Connor how did you feel that your team did that and and with Tampa coming up a very highly skilled offensive team what maybe do you want to see differently on Thursday?
4: We made some mistakes I mean we made a mistake Turn a puck over on the first power play. Like there's some mistakes like that you'd like to clean up, uh, but ultimately you're looking at how we're going to win. How we're going to win. And it was one of those games that kind of kept mistake here or there. And and uh, you know we tried the the, the goal uh, on the two on one. It was kind of a two on two. Clef got caught in deep. Like we do. We recognize we're going to have to find ways to score some goals, create some offense. But you also can't give the ranch away so it's that happy balance and you know we got we got five tonight or four with an empty netter and uh, you know i'd be happy winning two one one nothing four three five three doesn't matter as long as we win so each game kind of dictates we have an attitude or how we want to play going into the game but within that game stuff happens that you have to find just because you give up three doesn't mean you can't get four and win Dave, your power play, uh, Connor McDavid makes the zone entries look easy, and they're obviously not. Uh, first power play, maybe a little disjointed, but then you score two power play goals after. How does it change your power play with, with just that lack of that attack on the zone entry? Now, we were fine after the first one. It was like the first one, everybody was Ooh, like, I don't want the puck. Usually Connor has it here. So we had about three or four plays. They're just Just make the play. Like, they're simple plays. But the second one and the third one after that, and our power play ends up getting two big goals for us. So uh, kudos to them. But the first one, it was, I don't know if it was like an ode to Connor. We can't, you know, we want to show him how good he is at doing this. But we just, the plays were there to be made. We just didn't make them, you know. So that's that's something that, a little bit to be expected, but you, you also would like to see it a little cleaner. But it was better as we went on.
2: That's Oilers head coach Dave Tipp at 5-3 victory for Edmonton tonight. So, we'll look at the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. First of all, Edmonton native Jay Bomeester collapsed on the bench during the first period of tonight's game between the Blues and the Ducks. That game has been postponed. We don't know too much about what happened. Darren Pang, who was ringside for the Blues broadcast, said he saw Bo Meester with his eyes open and talking to people as he went in the ambulance. There's been nothing official from the St. Louis Blues or, or the NHL. Obviously, very scary, Rob and I, and I'm sure many of you have seen the video. He finished a shift went to the bench was sitting down and then just wilted and 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 was down obviously really scary so hopefully Bomeister is okay that game postponed it'll be uh, played at a later time Avalanche beat the Senators 3 nothing Stars over the Hurricanes 4-1 Rangers dumped the Jets 4-1 This next result helps Edmonton Minnesota shuts out Vegas 4 nothing Lightning who are next up for the Oilers beat the Panthers beat the Penguins 2-1 in overtime.
3: They they did, but it came at a cost as both Kucherov and I believe Sorelli both injured in that game and that is who the Oilers play right away and Kucherov is a big part of that team. Islanders
2: over the Flyers, 5-3. Panthers beat the Devils, 5-3.
3: Did you see in the Panthers game the hottest man in pro hockey? former defenseman for the Edmonton Oil Kings, Mark Pissick, with three more points tonight. He had a hat-trick the other day, scores three more, gets three more points again tonight.
2: Doing well. Maple Leafs beat the Coyotes 3-2 in overtime. Sabres knock off the Wings 3-2. So, Pacific standings, Vancouver 67, Edmonton 66, Calgary 64, then the two wildcard teams, Vegas and Arizona, both with 64. The best non-playoff team is Winnipeg with 63. So, Edmonton with a one-point deficit for the division lead and a three-point lead on the best non-playoff team. I, so there you I think, you
3: go. I think that the team that wins the division may have a harder first-round match than the teams that come in second or third, because you could all of a sudden get a, a, a Winnipeg and a, a, a... Oh, if a Winni- central
2: team wins. Winnipeg
3: could be the, the first card team, which I think is a stronger team than probably Calgary or Vancouver right now, so but it's, it could be interesting. so a lot you of hockey the, left. There is it a lot is of starting hockey. to separate
2: a little bit. I mean, now Edmonton is eight up on Chicago. Yep. Chicago's played 56 games, so they have 26 games left. That's 52 available points.
3: But again, teams are going to run out of, of games. And that's the thing what we've talked about before is, is you get, when you start trailing, when you start having to climb over a number of teams and start having to win all these games, A, you run out of games, and B, you have that big push. Chicago had a big push. Minnesota had a big push. Nashville had a big push. But you have to continue the push and that's what's so hard when you put yourself in a hole that those teams did. Uh, the Oilers pushed two teams further back Nashville and Chicago in their last couple of games and that goes a long ways towards getting them into the playoffs again.
2: All right the Oilers take it 5-3. Drysaddle gets four points. Nuge gets two points. Yamamoto gets two points. Adam Larson plus three tonight and Mike Smith is 8-0-2 in his last 10 decisions. 38 saves including 18 for 18 in the third period. Another guy who was incredible tonight, a couple of great assists, dangerous on every shift, Hawks forward Patrick Kane, courtesy BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. What's the frustration level? kind of keep coming up just short.
6: Oh, yeah, it's a tough start to the trip. Uh, I had a great start in the first period the other night. Obviously, we didn't have a good start tonight, but um, you know win both games and uh you come out with no points it's uh
7: it's definitely frustrating came within a crossbar time in that game in the third period I guess it's just gonna yeah. amount to how close you guys did come to come
6: well oh, yeah, we had a lot of shots in the third and uh uh pressured them pretty good i thought for for that period um and uh you know Smith made some nice saves um but probably would have been better to have that push uh, earlier on in the game.
7: They were that with McDavid, but they looked like they still had some guys that could that were pretty dangerous out there for them. Yeah, yeah, for pretty sure. I mean, it.
6: Tricel is really good tonight, you know, making a lot of plays. Um, seems like he has chemistry with uh, with Newton Hopkins and uh, uh, the Yamamoto kids, so that line's been good for them, and uh, they are really good tonight. Um, you know, we knew they were going to create somewhat, but it would be nice to limit their chances a little bit more. I think a lot of the chances and goals they had were on second opportunities and pucks laying around the crease, so um, unfortunate we didn't uh, um, clear those out and kind of live to fight another day in those situations.
2: Patrick Kane tonight for Chicago. Two assists. He plays 23-10. Six shots on goal. A couple of excellent passes and that assist in the first period, he might have had a breakaway. Ethan Bear angles him off, denies a shot. The, in the, you know, great hockey fans here in Edmonton. I mean, the crowd is applauding the defensive play Bear makes, and then two seconds later, it's still in Edmonton's net anyway.
3: Again, it's, it's amazing. When Leon Dreisiedel ma- makes a play, he absorbs hits. He's got extra, he can take extra time because he's so big and strong that, you know what, he can bump me. and I'm still going to be able to make the play. Patrick Kane, again, he, he's not big in stature, so he can't absorb the hits that other players can, yet he still finds time. He puts his body in a position that he can has just enough room to make that pass. He can just enough room to find exactly what he's looking for. Uh, his vision is as good as anyone that's been in the National Hockey League in, in the history of the game. He sees things that others can't. Uh, the, the, the passes that he made tonight, the plays that he made... Uh, we're world class, and it's one of those. I, I defended it perfectly, yet I still end up with a minus because the puck's at the back of the net. And I think both the goals that he set up tonight, uh, you're gonna—they're gonna—the two players or the players that were defending are like, well, I, I didn't think he could make that play. I didn't see that play coming. Uh, he's still—I mean—he's nearing the end of his career. Obviously, he's been around forever. Yet he's still exciting to watch. when the puck's on his stick; he is dangerous, and we saw that tonight a couple times. So it was, uh, it's always nice when you get to watch great players play, but at the end of the night, your team has more goals, and that's what we had tonight.
2: Oilers take it 5-3. That means a $125 donation from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca going to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. Ascendant Financial giving 25 bucks for every Oilers goal throughout the season. You can reach us by calling or texting. Remember, it's the same number, 780-496-0063. We'll go to the phone lines and welcome Sean to Overtime Open Line. Sean, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead, sir.
5: Robin Reed, how are you, gentlemen? Good. Good. Great win tonight. I'm pumped. Are you pumped?
3: I'm always pumped.
5: Yeah. Hey, Rob, are you pumped?
3: Oh, I'm excited. So You excited. should see how
2: excited we are. It's almost shocking. <laughs>
5: Well, I just want to comment on Leon Dreisaitl, a.k.a. the German Gretzky. Uh, what he's doing this season is amazing. And uh, I just want to say, you know, shame on all you fans who said he couldn't drive his own line or he was only good because of McDavid. Shame on all you fans like what guy who wanted to trade him and Nurse, Rackman Larson, just to save a few bucks. You should all have your mouths washed out with soap. King Leon is a phenomenal hockey player. Us Oilers fans are lucky to have him, and what he's doing this year—it it actually reminds me of uh, Evgeny Malkin in 2011, 12, when he won the Hart Ted Lindsay Trophy with McDavid or with Crosby out. He's—he's uh, he's the MVP of the league, as far as I'm concerned, and all the haters—they can eat it. Thanks, boys.
3: All right. No, it's Sean. No, it's funny about McDavid or excuse me about Dry settle. When he signed this contract, we had a few people call. I remember someone called in and said this this contract is going to affect the Oilers negatively for years and years to come. This is the worst contract ever. How underpaid right now does Leon Draisaitl look? 50 goals last year, leading the league in scoring this year. He's going to have 100-plus points if he stays healthy. I mean, at $8 million nowadays, you're looking at what the contracts are around the National Hockey League. He's actually on a a, uh, a team friendly contract which is kind of scary when you throw out numbers that he's got but he has been all world this year and the Oilers need him to, to continue to be that for the remainder of the season especially with Connor McDavid out for a while.
2: All right the Oilers take it 5-3 tonight over the Chicago Blackhawks so the Oilers are now 15-9-4 on home ice they're able to win two of three on this homestand and they'll start a three-game road trip on Thursday against Tampa Bay going to be tough they play the Lightning, they play the Panthers, and then they play the Carolina Hurricanes. And, of course, Connor McDavid expected to be out for two to three weeks. alright eight zero four nine six zero will bring Robert onto the show. Hey, Robert, go ahead.
8: Uh, hey, guys, how's it
2: going? Good.
8: Oh, uh, I have a... Uh I have a couple thoughts tonight. I th- I thought I mean I thought I thought easily tonight. I I thought this was uh, easily uh, 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 Yamamoto's best game uh, uh, since he's come up. I mean not just because he he scored the two goals, but but though but you know but like but you know like how he was he was he was he was making the he's making the right plays all night, which he's done since he's since he's come up, and that's and that's. Uh, it's nice to see because uh, uh, you know, a lot of people a lot of people think uh, uh, undermined him because of his size and said well you know maybe this you no know, maybe this kid's too small but I mean, he's proved that he's pr- he's proved a lot of people wrong and it, w- which is good to see so, so so my 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 second thought is on uh, Mike Smith I thought he was he was outstanding even though even though he let him let in three. Uh, especially in the third period, there. I mean, like the way the, the way the Hawks pushed. And, you know, I thought you know Smith was Smith was there, and he made made timely save after timely save. So uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, that being said, now I, now I would say for sure Smith Smith will he'll. Uh, I would assume he he obviously starts against Tampa, and then and then I would assume him and Koskinen probably split the back to back. Florida and uh, Carolina, uh, and uh, and uh, my other thought was on the on the uh, 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 the defense tonight of uh, of uh, Bear. I thought, you know, I thought I thought again he looked uh, thought he looked good. He's uh, he's one of those uh, he's one of those guys. Another one of those guys where you know a lot of people said you know maybe maybe he wasn't ready, but. I think, but I think he was—he was—he uh, was solid tonight. Even on—even on that that one play when you guys had mentioned when Bear got back and and cut off Kane. But you know, we got to got to give Kane credit. He still made still made a nice out. It's one of the best players in the league.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a Member FDSE. But uh,
8: anyway, that's, uh, uh, that's all I got. And hoping for a solid road trip.
2: Okay. Thanks, Robert. Oilers win at 5-3. More post-game reaction coming from both dressing rooms. You'll hear from Leon Draisaitl, who has four points tonight. We're live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: Looking for Drake Cajula, one hand and a head. Breaking in and forced out wide is Alex Nylander to the point. Mana, high slot to It shot blocked, rebound, Bocas, backdoor to Brinkett, shoot, save made Mike Smith.
2: Excellent game from Mike Smith. Oilers beat the Blackhawks 5 3. That's his save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube, BY's Winter Rise. Smith with 38 saves, his record up to 15 9 4 on the season. Koskinen 15 11 2. So both guys with 15 wins as the Oilers get their 30th of the year. We have a statement from Doug Armstrong, the general manager of the St. Louis Blues. Here it is. With 7.50 remaining in the first period of our game tonight, Jay Bomeister suffered a cardiac episode and collapsed on our bench after completing his shift. Thankfully, with the quick response of our medical trainers, Anaheim medical trainers, and their team physicians, they were able to stabilize Jay. He was alert and moving all of his extremities as he was transported to UC Irvine Medical Center. Currently, Jay is conscious and alert as he undergoes further testing by Anaheim physicians. We will update Jay's condition on Wednesday morning. That's the end of the statement from the general manager of the St. Louis Blues, Doug Armstrong.
3: Yeah, scary. Well, actually, we were just watching the the video of, of it going on right now on the big screen in here, and they showed... Colton Pareko holding court with Getzlaff and a couple of the other Anaheim Ducks, and I imagine they're talking about what happened and the possibility of them, neither team, wanting to finish that game. So I think the NHL made the right decision, and the medical staffs don't get enough credit for their capabilities, and you see when it comes into a moment like this, when it is time-sensitive and life and death, the, the best are... On the bench, and they made sure that uh, Jay was stabilized and all is good. Hopefully, this is a, a, a good sign, and he'll make a full recovery. And we see him uh, smiling and talking and walking and back on the ice sometime soon.
2: Oilers well, win at 5-3. We're looking for somebody to finish the play at 780-496-0063. Leon Dreisaitl, a goal and three assists. Here he is for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com You guys were able to
9: find Yeah, um, everyone contributed. Uh, goalie was great again. Um, thought we were a little, a little shaky at the beginning, maybe. Um, obviously, you know, they have some skill over there, too. And, you know, sometimes you just, um, you know, you can't really do anything against, uh, you know, world, world-class skill. So. Um, but I thought we stuck with it. Um, you know, we battled, and uh, yeah, like I said last game, it's big two points for us.
10: Ian, yeah, I know you've talked about it before, but uh, first career multi-multi goal game for Kylie Yamamoto. Just maybe talk about the spark that he brings to this club and
9: the energy he's brought since it's called in late December. Yeah, he's just he's contagious a little bit. You know, he's so so feisty, and he, um, he's so quick on pucks, and he steals so many so many pucks from um uh from players and he creates turnovers so it's kind of contagious for a group i think and yeah he's done a great job um you know he's really helped their team out and um yeah you know uh, it's very fun to play with him right now
11: do you think he surprises opponents with his size uh,
9: i think by now teams know that he's a good player you know um they're gonna um they're going to recognize they're going to realize and it's going to get harder for him but you know he's good enough to to figure it out after and it's going to go year by year it's going to get harder but he's going to get better too you know so um yeah it's like i said it's great to have him on our team this you guys morning, knew the, the, sorry this morning the topic
0: was kind of oh boy with Connor out you're going to have to win a lot of 2-1 games
11: this one is like yeah
9: three, i mean i three, think that's three. our that's our thought process going into a game right like we <laughs> with him out we can't we're not going to score five goals every night most likely Um, but you know you just have to find ways to to win hockey games is whether it's seven six five three two one one nothing whatever it is Um, you have to find a way to have two points um, on your bank in your bank whatever after the game and uh, we did that tonight
2: Interesting comments from Leon Dreisaitl. Yamamoto is contagious, feisty, quick on pucks. I love that word, contagious.
3: I, well, it's true. I mean, when guys get called up from the minors and they're appreciative of their, their chance, they're not, they're not, they don't feel entitled. They, every shift they go out, they're like, okay, I better have a good shift because if I don't, I might not get out here again. And that energy and that excitement becomes contagious. You know, Sometimes a, a dressing room or a line or a player can get stale. Just, I mean, the dog days of the winter. You know, the, the game's 40 to 60 in the middle of the winter, and it, you're tired. Your body's tired. Your mind is tired. Then you got some kid come up that is just excited every time he steps into the into the dressing room. Excited every time he steps onto the ice. That becomes contagious. And the words we keep using with him, is tenacious, feisty. We see that in his game. He doesn't back down. And the thing too, what I, I've yet—I don't know if I've yet to see him get knocked down. I mean, he, 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 he's involved. He's in the blue paint all the time. He's in the corner. He attacks uh, on the forecheck. Uh, a lot of the times, he's the first guy in there. And he, he's not getting tossed around. And that was the fear everyone had when you saw this uh, small and stature player come into the National Hockey League. But again, it was like Patrick Kane. It's like Johnny Goudreau. These guys didn't one day wake up small. All right, you're in the NHL and you're small now. They've, had, they've been the smallest guy on their team throughout their entire career, so they understand how to use body positioning, where to put themselves on the ice, how to outthink the opponent so that the guy that's four, 230, he's not going to be able to run me over because he's not going to be able to find me. So, uh, he has come in and, and rejuvenated Leon Dreisettle and certainly has turned Ryan Nugent Hopkins' season around. And now, they're as good a line as there is in the National Hockey League, and I mean they're averaging two points a game every game they're scoring two goals and that goes so now you know before every game you start well we're, we're up to nothing because Leon's line is going to get two goals tonight that's a pretty good start in any league
2: Oilers win at 5-3 tonight we have a Jim on the line who's going to finish the play Jim you already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking best price on Edmonton Airport parking book online JetSetParking.com self park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code CHED Jim did you watch the game tonight? I sure did. Okay, well, we got a clue for you here. If you watch the game, it should be pretty simple. Kellen, fire away. Boilers all over Chicago here. Club bomb to try some shot, save, a
1: rebound score. Finally, Yamamoto pours it into the back of the net, and we are tied at two. Kyler Yamamoto, power play goal, his sixth in 15 games. With-
2: all right, here we go. Uh, who assisted on that goal? Was it... Well, Chason had one assist. Who had the second assist? Was it Caleb Jones or Leon Dreisaitl? Leon Dreisaitl. There's a freebie for you, eh, Jim? Yeah. Any thoughts you want to share with Rob? <laughs> um, I'm just so impressed with Ethan Baer.
8: I mean, you watch him on TV, and now you get to see him alive. Just the poise, the confidence, the way he moves that puck. Uh, The way he, uh, you know, just puts it up ice, it's just uh, an incredible treat to watch, you know, day after day.
3: No, you're right. And what you're seeing now with him, he just looks so professional. He looks like a guy that's been around five, six years. The way he's playing, he's just incredibly confident when he has the puck on his stick. There's no panic. And I think that's what I like about him the best is under pressure. There's no panic. He, He just, all right, the play's not there. I need to hold on a little bit longer. Okay, now the play is there. Most young players come up, they don't want to touch the puck as often. They want it off right. their stick because if you don't have it on your stick, you can't make a mistake. He's the opposite. Give him the puck and let him play with it because 99% of the time right now we see he makes the right play with it. Jim, your exactly. name is
2: going to go into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fund. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Jim, thanks, man. that is the number to both call and text. Uh, This texter says uh, uh, Rob Patrick Kane, just 31 years old, had 110 points last year, still a lot of track left. That is a uh, text to seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Another person writes, would you keep Yamamoto on the first power play unit when McDavid
3: gets back? (laughs) Um, No, (laughs) but he is making a case for himself to get a little more power play time because he was excellent on the power play tonight.
2: Uh, somebody complaining that Patrick Kane wasn't picked as a star. Well, I
3: probably would have picked him. Um, we, we don't pick him. We have no say in the stars ever. I don't. He sure. was. He was excellent. Oh, he was excellent. But then again, last game Roman Yossi should have been a star. He was uh, all well. He was better than Kane was tonight. He didn't get a star. I. I I'm just going to let you know, everyone in on a little bit of a secret. The home team usually gets, gets. a little more yeah. of the stars than the opposition, no matter who plays well and who doesn't and that's not just in Edmonton that's everywhere
2: well and we've seen I mean I don't know if we need to get too much into this discussion but we've seen Oilers road games where McDavid gets picked as a star and is he he maybe wasn't some of his best games but he's the show going into other other ranks right and he's he's an easy pick usually but yeah I mean Kate uh, Kane was outstanding. We're certainly uh, acknowledging that this evening for sure. 5-3. The Oilers win it. We'll take a quick timeout. You will hear from Kyler Yamamoto when we get back to Studio 99. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chair. Kubelik lifted a stick. Nugent Opkin skipped it a lot. Good shift for Edmonton. try some Nugent Opkin shot. Save. Leonard. Rebound. Score! Yamamoto digging away at the right pad. And he touched second of the night. It's the equalizer. 3-0. Yamamoto seventh.
2: And the Oilers would go on to win 5-3 over Chicago. Another strong game for Kyler Yamamoto. Here he is.
11: Did, did anything different happen in here dressing and getting ready for a game without Because it doesn't happen very often.
10: Yeah, um, yeah, it was a little different, um but you know guys I think a lot of guys stepped up to the challenge and um you know thought we played really good in it.
5: You just maybe talk about how it feels to come through. You know, on a day where you're without McDavid, everybody's sort of feeling like, Okay, you need to pick up some slack here and you come through with two goals just how it feels for you, confidence boosting and
10: no, oh, it's a huge confidence boost for our team. Um, you know, anytime you can win without the best player in the world, um, you know it's a huge confidence boost, um, you know, for the team. So, um, you know, hopefully we can keep it up, and hopefully he gets back. Um, you know, has a quick recovery and getting back. Not many teams can, can lose Connor and still have the guy leading the league
2: and scoring on their team. Right. Yeah, yeah.
10: That's yeah. actually, that's insane, but uh, yeah, we got two of the best players in the world, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and hopefully, um, you know, we can keep this up. You never want to see your best player go down, but free Thank yourself, you. how how are you looking at the opportunity? It's uh, knowing that uh, you know a big
5: players down and getting bumped up to the first line.
10: Or... Uh, it's it's uh, it's a huge honor. Um, you know, Any time that coach has that confidence in you, um, you know, to put you in those situations, it's huge, and you know, hopefully, I can just build on that.
7: Yeah. Oh, sorry, go
5: ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, obviously, I'm sure growing up, you have watched the guys at the other end of the ice. Uh, you know, pretty good teams for the last yeah. few years. Uh, what was it like having this kind of a performance, your first multi-gold night against guys like, you know, Taves and Kane?
10: It's uh, it's awesome. Um, you know, I don't try to look at that too much. Um, I did that my first two years. It's a little starstruck, but, uh, you know, this year just trying to do a job out there. Um, yeah, you can't look at those players and be starstruck. Um, you just got to go out there and do your job. Tyler, back on December 29th when you were called up, you said you wanted to bring energy in this group. We just talked to Leon right now. He said that your play is contagious. Just maybe talk about where you're at on a personal level and how comfortable you're feeling in your third season in the NHL? Oh, I feel a lot more comfortable than my first two years. Um, My first two, um, you know, they were tough. Um, Yeah, I know that. But uh, this year I feel way more comfortable, Um, you know, a lot closer to the guys this year and, um, you know, just feel a lot more comfortable on the ice with them.
5: Do you take a lot of pride in the way that you play in close towards the net? It seems like a couple of your goals came there and you you seem to be a really effective player there. Uh,
10: Yeah, I mean, I definitely try to get to the net. Um, You know, I know I don't have the hardest shot, but, you know, I try to get to the net and, um, you know, find those rebounds.
2: All right, that's Yamamoto making an impact again in the Oilers' 5-3 win over Chicago. So they kept Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto together. Shane played with Archibald and Cassian. They opened the scoring just 73 seconds into the game. Shane got his seventh of the season.
3: Yeah, they're going to need depth scoring. Obviously, when, when you lose Connor, you can't rely just on the one line the, or the, the, the Drysaddle line to do it all. Other people are going to have to chip in, and it, you can chip in in lots of ways. You can chip in offensively. You can chip in with physicality, uh, strong defensive play, and I think the Oilers, I mean, there were some hiccups in the game tonight. Dave Tippett said it wasn't a perfect game, but it was a game that they were the better team over the course of 60 minutes and got the two points. I thought the Sheaen line had very good moments offensively. There were a couple uh, defensive lapses. Uh, the one goal where Cassian you know stop skating and his man went in it was I think everyone that was one of those ones where everyone thinks okay the play is dead and then Patrick Kane makes something out of nothing and sometimes there's a lot of players that get fooled by that but they created havoc when they were in the offensive zone Cassian plays a little different when he's on a different line and having said that it was a wonderful pass that he made to Sheehan uh, it's funny. Shane scored the goal, but the two great plays were by Archibald and by Cassian. Archibald he fooled everyone with the drop pass, and then Cassian he gets the goalie completely out of his uh, crease and allows Shane to just tap it into a wide open net. So, uh, three veteran guys that know, understand the importance of doing things when. Leon's not on the ice, and they did it tonight enough to get the Oilers that goal that they needed in a big five-three win.
2: All right, uh, and Haas played with Gagne and Chase on Cave with Kara and uh, Patrick Russell. Everybody played uh, well. Haas only played eight minutes. Gagne just under ten. Joe, well, Caleb Jones only played nine fourteen tonight. As uh, some other key stats here: Nugent Hopkins had five shots on goal. Drysyle goes fifteen for twenty-six. For 58% of the face-off circle, Shane won 10 out of 20. For the Hawks, Taves won 15 out of 25. Uh, rough night for the local kid Kirby Dock in the face-off circle, just 1 out of 9, but he was plus 2 in 50 minutes of ice time. Had his best scoring opportunity in the uh, second period with about 6 minutes left, and Mike Smith made the save.
3: Yeah, I, I thought he looked good. I He, he looks big. Like uh, I went going through the thing, it says he's the same size as Darnell Nurse, but he just looks massive out there. I, he's got a great future ahead of him. Um, he, he had a couple of nice looks today. Must have been a lot of fun for him. I'm sure uh, he's enjoying after the game, seeing his family and friends and talking about his first experience playing here against the Oilers.
2: Dreisaitl uh, played 23-36. Nurse played 25-38. Klefbaum played 24-40. Nugent Hopkins, twenty-four forty-nine. your ice time leaders for the Oilers this evening. And uh, life without Connor McDavid starts well for Edmonton. That's your adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Well, the Blackhawks trying to stay in the playoff fight. They are six points out of a playoff spot. Thanks to this loss, they are coached by Jeremy Colleton. Here he is for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees. Um,
7: very good third desperation in our game, and uh, we had we had some chances. I thought the power play was better in that uh, opportunity we had, but the uh, first two periods was too much up and down. I think we there were portions of, of the first 40 minutes where we were really good and looked like we would, might take control of things, but um, we just weren't sharp sure all the time, and they made us pick.
5: It's four straight losses, all of them essentially one goal game. If you don't
0: count the empty netters, what's the frustration level in the room right now?
7: Well, it should be high. Uh, we got to f- find a way to produce complete efforts, and uh, if we do, it'll be good enough to get points. Uh, I think we're good enough. Uh, I believe in, in the guys we have that uh, we're good enough to to string uh, results together. But we we got to find a way to be more consistent uh, within the game and within periods, and, and shift to shift, to string multiple shifts together. Uh, that's where we've had some success, um, you know, on the, the the stretch where, we, where we're getting points every night, and uh, we got to find a way to get back to it.
1: Is there so, now as high as it's been all season now.
7: Yeah, I mean, we, we're in the race, but, uh, you know, we have to find a way to raise our level just like all the other teams are.
6: The power plays switch up, what did you want Kubalik and Smith to bring, and do you think that they delivered on that?
7: Yeah, uh, well, we didn't really get going in, in, uh, in the first two opportunities. We... Uh, you know, we turned the puck over and we, we uh, couldn't get the puck back. Uh, couldn't get set the first two, but uh, the third was better. We, we uh, you know, moved it clean, which is the biggest thing. Uh, Smitty in front and Kuby's a shooter, so has uh, a little different look and uh, showed that we maybe have something there.
2: All right, Jeremy Colton, head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. They had won five in a row since then. They go one, three, and two. So, like I said, Rob, they're they're six out. They got to climb past some teams, and and you start to look at at points remaining. And it, it's it may be a little early for that, but that's why when you get down to 15 games left, 12 games left, 10 points lead, 10, 10 points left, even a three or four point deficit on a team is a lot because then you might have to get even if they play average, you might have to get 80, 85% of your points over a 10 or 12-game
3: stretch. Well, and, and we've seen it time and time again over the last number of years here in Edmonton, it's not as though Chicago is just trying to catch one team. So it's not like, okay, we just have to be six points better than the Edmonton Oilers they got to be better than Winnipeg and Arizona and Calgary and Vancouver because all those teams are playing too so it that's where it, eventually when you're when you're behind by 6 points you're not just looking at points you're looking at how many teams you got to climb over and there's there's belief in Chicago there's belief in the dressing room But people on the outside, you just look at the odds. The odds aren't very good of them being a playoff hockey club.
2: All right, Oilers take it 5-3. Two goals for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You'll hear from him in a couple of minutes. We're live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, courtesy Hartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
2: Final score, Rogers place, Edmonton Oilers 5, Chicago Blackhawks 3. A goal and an
11: assist for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Here he is. Be key while he's out and um, on ice. I mean, you obviously you don't replace a guy like that, but I mean, uh, like we just said, you got to try to find a way. Everybody's got to find a way to step up their game just a little bit.
1: Ryan's done taking
11: questions.
5: <laughs> Ryan, just uh, tonight, with the lineup that you had and uh, yeah. Yamamoto playing the way he did, what, what was working for you guys tonight, and, and what is he bringing to your lineup, especially with Connor McDavid being out?
11: Uh, well, I mean, since Yamamoto's come up, he's uh, he's he just goes and gets pucks. I mean, uh, he's all over the all over the ice, getting pucks. Uh, uh, I think he surprises a lot of D with how fat, how quick he is. I mean, he he gets beat, and then all of a sudden he's right back in there, and he's uh, he's got a good stick. He's strong on a stick, and uh, creates a lot of. Uh, a lot of opportunities for us, and um, I mean, with Connor out, uh, like I was saying, I mean, you don't you don't replace him, but um, I mean, good night for Yammo. We'll just uh, find a way to to create a lot of offense. What's that conversation like uh, going into tonight's game with the news of McDavid heading back to Toronto and not being without him for two to three weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, <clears throat> Like I said, I mean, we just know that he's a huge, huge part of our team and uh, he's our leader and uh, we got to find a way to step up and uh, to win games with uh, without him in the lineup. Uh, um, and I know uh, we should have confidence in this group. Uh, doesn't matter who kind of comes in or out. Uh, we should have confidence in this group, and I think that showed tonight. And how does that confidence grow? You're going on a big road trip now to get that first win uh, before hitting the road. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a tough road trip. mean uh, know these three good teams that we're facing, and uh, tonight uh, I think should help uh, create a little momentum uh, heading into it.
2: All right, that is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, who is now up to 41 points on the season in 50 games. Leon Dreisaitl, four points tonight, leads the NHL in scoring 89 points in 56 games. Connor McDavid expected to miss two to three weeks. Ken Holland spoke to that today. You can get the uh, full story. On the Oilers page on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca, Joachim Nygaard, who's out with a broken hand, signs a one-year contract extension. The Oilers hit the road in Tampa Bay on Thursday. 3.30 face-off show here on 630Ched. The game will start at 5. Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Inside sports from 6 to 8. Dave Campbell's going to sit at me, uh, for me on inside sports. I will be at Hudson's on White Ave for their hot af wing challenge these wings are deadly hot but if you can eat 10 in two minutes you get free wings for a year i don't know if i will find that experience entertaining or horrifying watching people trying to eat these wings i guess i'll find out no in 24 hours Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. At six thirty, Chad. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers take down the Hawks, five three. Have a great night. Six
0: thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on six thirty, Chad.